Hey everyone, welcome into another edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. This is Jake Wallace alongside Tim Guidera coming to you from Harbortown Golf Links, site of the 52nd RBC Heritage. And it is Saturday on Hilton Head Island, moving day. And Tim, we should expect a lot of movement today, but we're going to get into that, the golf stuff here in just a minute. Obviously, yesterday the news we were not hoping to hear, but expecting to hear at some point. Yeah, you know, it's it's a golf tournament that's gotten hijacked by national breaking news because that's really what it was yesterday when the PGA Tour had its first COVID-19 positive test. Uh, Nick Watley, uh, the news coming out mid-afternoon yesterday. You know, that's really what we have to address at this point because it's all anybody is talking about right now until we get into the round later. I think the attention will turn back to golf this afternoon and then tomorrow, but Right now, you've been out at Harbortown this morning. Uh, we have been talking all week about how it even looks different further from the last two days, you were telling me. Yeah, and, and part of this is just because we've had the field cut in half, you know, but the, the places where you would expect the most players to be bunched up, that would be the, the practice green, the putting green, and, and the practice areas. Um, a little bit more distanced, a little bit more space there. and I, you know, like we said, the field's been cut in half, so there's less players. Everyone's kind of going off on their own time. There's a little more chance to, to get off on your own at one of those areas. But I think some players are probably doing that on purpose, that this was probably a little bit of a wake-up call that, okay, now we've seen it. Now we know what we're going here, and let's remember to stay focused on the goal of being distanced, being safe, being healthy, and, get, and continue, being able to continue to play. Yeah, I was I was interested in in retrospect of the different reactions to it because uh, you and I thought this was a major announcement yesterday and treated it as such uh, as you know as news yesterday. The tour players that I heard talk about it, they really were, I won't say dismissive, but very close to dismissive because they were saying that they were preparing for when there were positive tests, not if there were positive tests. They expected this, and they plan to just kind of move forward with what they're doing, pay a little bit more attention to the protocols, pay a little bit more attention to giving each other the space as you're seeing today. I found it interesting also that yesterday it was kind of an explosion of positive tests throughout sports. We saw a bunch in the NHL. We saw Major League Baseball closing down training sites. Uh, we've heard reports of 28 people in the Clemson athletic program, 23 football players testing positive. I, I guess it's just coincidence. It might just be a matter of athletes are now just getting tested again. But the timing was pretty curious yesterday. And, uh, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you and I are a little bit more sensitive to news. But I kind of considered it kind of more shocking and, and, and you know, kind of surprising than it seems a lot of the people closer to the situation did. Well, and I think to, if, you, if we expected multiple weeks of, of negative, all negative tests, I think we were probably incorrect. And I don't think either of us did. I, I do think it's a big deal. It is a big news story, not just to, to say, okay, this is when it happened and now how do we move forward? And we did get a little bit of an update on that this morning, the PGA Tour uh, putting out a statement earlier this morning 
I'll just read it straight here. With Friday's confirmed COVID-19 case of a competitor in the RBC Heritage Field, that being Nick Watney, PGA Tour implemented its response plan in consultation with medical experts, including working with those who may have had close contact with Watney. As a result, 11 tests were conducted on Friday with all 11 tests being negative. So that's the good news. That, that's the, the news that you want to hear the day after you see a positive test, that anyone that they thought may have had close enough contact to Watney was tested and tested negative. You know, the flip side of that, though, is Nick Watley, Watney obviously tested negative five days ago before he came to the Heritage and then had a positive test on Friday. So, so you, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know that just because all 11 players tested negative today means that, okay, this is a one-shot deal and Nick Watney will self-isolate and we'll just move forward. I think we have to anticipate there being more positives not necessarily as a result of people being in contact with Nick Watney, but just because we're seeing more positives all around the world. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And, and I think that's where the, the attitude came from with a lot of the players yesterday in terms of that it was going to be a win, not if. And, you know, it's also a big help to these guys to, to kind of accept it in that nature that if we're going to play, there's a little risk that we're taking here. We're trying to negate it as much as possible. Uh, but that's, that's where we are. You know, there's, it's something that we're going to continue to watch for a long time. As long as we're playing sports is how COVID impacts it and how it's going to, uh, how it's going to impact sports and how it's going to impact moving forward on the PGA tour. Let's move forward ourselves onto Saturday's coverage. Going to get started on WTOC right around three o'clock. Our leader, Webb Simpson, going to go off at 210, paired with Bryson DeChambeau today. This is going to be a fun afternoon. The conditions in the morning have been perfect for low scores. We've seen a ton of them out there uh, this morning. If it can continue that way in the afternoon, it's going to be a really, really fun weekend. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun regardless, just because we've got some interesting guys up at the top. I mean, you know, Simpson and DeChambeau will be a, a nice final pairing. Um, the morning guys, you know, they call Saturday moving day for a reason. It's because the guys who just make the cut, they got to get out and get on the move. And that's what you see in the morning, especially here at Harbortown, where it's always easier to score early in the day. And I think we will see some moves up the leaderboard until about one o'clock this afternoon. And then there's a lot of factors that go into playing late on the weekend. One of them being the pressure of being in contention. I mean, you know, all these guys have been there. All these guys can handle that, but it certainly affects the way that you play. And we get some win this afternoon. It's going to be a lot harder to score for Simpson and, and DeChambeau going off at what time do they start about two 30 today. Two ten is Webb Simpson and yeah, DeChambeau so, final grouping. So we could see, you know, I, I fully expect, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, a lot of those guys at the top to continue to play well. It's just not going to be as easy for them, I think, to move forward, uh, especially, you know, you go 65-65 to open a, open a tournament, you got to step back at some point. But uh, Webb Simpson's playing great right now, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he at least stays in the lead. I just don't know that he will separate very much. 
Yeah, Webb talked about it a little bit last night, you know, and, and said, you know, I, I'm happy where I am. It's great to be at the top, but this is a, a marathon, not a sprint. He said, we're a long way from Sunday afternoon on the 18th green, and he's right about that. But he, he also said, you know, he's been here 11 times, and, and you know, at some point that experience of, of playing late in the, in the, on the weekend at this place, at really just any golf tournament, that experience comes comes through, and and that's what Webb is banking on uh, this weekend. If if he's going to be paired with Bryson DeChambeau, he's not going to hit it as far every time, but he's got more experience. Maybe he can use that to his advantage. You picked him to uh, to win this thing earlier in the week. You stole him from me. That's okay. I'm not better. <laughs> and it, and it's been let's, a good. Let's pick. clarify. Let's clarify that you would have picked him had you gone before I did, and you could could have still done so. Correct. Yes, that's that's an accurate statement, but it makes me feel better to say you stole him from me. So that's <laughs> what we're gonna go with. This has been, in terms of just the golf, Tim, and and I've been on the course, and you've been off and, and watching the coverage and watching the golf. With this field, there's always a little fear that, oh, man, I really hope the, the big names play well, that they don't come here and just, you know, play two rounds and go home. They've, th this field has lived up to the billing, I feel like, as the strongest field this tournament has ever seen. And it's also shown the depth of the PGA Tour and the depth of strong talent on the PGA Tour as well because Rory McIlroy, while he's hanging around, has not really been a factor in the tournament. Uh, guys like Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Reed missed the cut, yet we still have a great leaderboard. Uh, Brooks Kepka has been hanging around the lead all week. Just kind of, it's time is coming for, he's going to go real low one of these days, it, whether it's here at Harbortown or next week. He, you know, he just has a round in him every once in a while where he just goes crazy. Um, so, yeah, this is, we, Every time that you come into a tournament where you, they say, okay, eight of the top ten are playing, nine of the top, whatever the case may be, everybody expects those guys are going to win. But it's probably 50 deep who can win any week on the PGA Tour. And it's funny because I can remember the, the best field compared to this that Har Harbortown had got to be 20 years ago. And they had five of the top ten. And that was the talk – of pre-tournament and everybody who came in the interview room was asked, Oh, you know, okay. You got five of the top 10, you know, do you think one of those five guys will win? And so Fred couples was still playing here at the time and he's in the interview room. And I asked him that question. He says, well, you know, what's the, I said, well, the, the, the question is, would you bet those five against the field? And he says, yeah, all right. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll bet you 10 bucks. One of those five guys wins. Well, Bob Tway, who was probably about 200th in the world won that week. And Fred couples still owes me 10 bucks. <laughs> are you holding your breath on seeing that ten dollars <laughs> I'm, I'm counting on interest is what i hope hoping for. <laughs> yeah and, and the way this course is set up we talked about it earlier in the week you know it's it's not bombs away it, this field this this tournament for years and years and years has been that it's been the guy who makes the best second shot the guy who gets hot with the putter for a weekend are, are the guys that, that do this. And so that's one thing to watch, but that was just kind of one thing I, I thought about last night was just, man, like this field's lived up to the billing. There was a lot of fear, not a lot of fear, but there was some fear in me that we were going to be disappointed in how the big names did and, and 
you know, that the, that billing of best field ever would fall flat, and it certainly hasn't. The final, the final thing I want to talk to you about, Tim, is just what to watch for this weekend. And my thing, and, and I'll let you pick something to watch for this weekend, my thing is someone coming from behind tomorrow, late today. We've seen it so many years where a guy just kind of hangs around He's near there. He has a good round on Saturday and then has a couple whole stretch that pushes him forward on Sunday. That's something that we might see, especially as kind of lumped up as this field is today. That's something I'm, I'm watching to see on Sunday. Who's that guy who's starting tomorrow three shots back, four shots back, that has a really good shot of, of wearing the jacket? Honestly, I think it's anybody who's on property today. I mean, the cut was the lowest in tournament history by three shots at four under par. Everybody who made the, the cut is within eight shots of the lead going into the weekend. Uh, we see that made up from time to time. It doesn't happen every week. But uh, if somebody goes out early today, puts up a low, low number, it's close to the lead, they can certainly follow it up with a solid enough round tomorrow to close the gap. Um, Again, I guess, you know, I, I just have a hunch that Kepka has a round in him uh, that will put him near the lead, in the lead, whatever the case may be. So if I had to pick one person, not that he's that far back, he's only three shots back, um, but he's somebody who could kind of come out of a crowd that we haven't paid much attention to. But we mentioned on our uh, Around the Green last night that Webb Simpson at 12 under par is more than halfway to the tournament scoring record of 20 under. Brian Gay shot 20 under in 2009 and won by 10 shots. Webb Simpson has the entire field within eight shots, and he's that way there. So I don't know if it's a, that's a factor of the tour getting better in the last 11 years. I, I can't imagine it's, it's that. But I just think that everybody here can get so hot on these tiny little greens. You know, Simpson has been putting so well lately just in – on the PGA Tour, not just necessarily here at Harbortown, uh, that that is kind of what's put him out there in front. But if anybody gets hot this weekend, you get a lot of birdie putts at Harbortown because the greens are relatively flat. They're tiny, so you're never far from the hole if you're on the green. And somebody gets hot, they can come from six, seven, even all the way from eight shots back over the next two days. And, and again, the scoring conditions have been great for two and a half days. I mean, you know, there's – Every day there's been a really big window. It, yeah, I know that it's the morning is always the best time to score, but it feels like guys have just been taking advantage of it to an extent that we haven't seen in a while. If that's the case again tomorrow, I mean, who knows? Maybe one of those guys with those mid-round tee times, six shots back, something like that, makes a, makes a roar up the, up the board uh, as we come on to coverage. And we'll, we'll probably get an indication early in the day because a lot of the scoring is going to happen on the front nine. Webb Simpson, nine under for the week on the front nine. Bryson DeChambeau, eight under. Uh, traditionally, the front nine in Harbortown is easier to score on. I won't call it the easier nine. But on the back, you've only got one par five. You've got all the exposed holes uh, with the, the, the wind coming off the sound. You've got number 14, which traditionally is one of the hardest par threes on the PGA Tour. Scoring-wise, I don't know that it's the hardest shot on, on the tour, but it always ranks up there as one of the top five or ten scoring par threes. So 
again, it's going to take somebody getting off to more. Maybe what by the time the broadcast comes on, we could have a different name up there, if not in the lead, certainly close to the lead, and that could be the guy to pay attention to as the day goes on. So earlier this week, Tim picked Webb Simpson. Obviously, a, a really good pick is Simpson will tee off today in the last group, leading at 12 under. I, I got to ask, Tim, are you sticking with Webb? Is your pick changing? Are you asking for him? Is that is that? <laughs> no, no. I'm just asking the question. Are you sticking with uh, Webb? I, Go ahead. I, I think I'd be foolish not to, but I certainly don't think he's a guarantee. I mean, I mean, he was largely he was largely a guess on Thursday. He's a little bit more than a guess on Saturday morning. Understood. My pick was Brandon Grace, who has made the cut and played pretty well, but is is a good bit off the lead uh, entering today. He was four under entering today, so eight shots back when he started his third round. So I'm going to change up my pick on Saturday, and here we go. I mean, I, I said probably go a little off the board, but the way that he's been playing – and the way the conditions have been, I'm going to go Dustin Johnson gets it done in his home state. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick because he's another guy who is just kind of hadn't gotten any attention this week, really. I mean, when you, you think about it, uh, because he hasn't, he's been kind of right on the, the outside of the lead all week. But, yeah, he's another guy who's capable of throwing up a crazy little round and, and really making a move. He's eight under entering Saturday. And a bogey-free round two on Friday and really just has one bad hole all weekend. He triple bogeyed number 14 in his first round. And so you take away that and just make it a regular bogey and, and Johnson's starting two shots back. Instead, he's four shots back. And we've seen that guy play – when he plays his best, he can make up a lot of ground really, really quickly – I think he's going to do it. He started the round, the final round last year as the leader and, and had some late mishaps down the stretch. I think he wants to get it done in South Carolina. I think he wants to win in his home state, and I think he does. I think he's wearing the tartan jacket Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and, and he says he likes to play this golf course, even though it, it pretty much takes driver out of his hand. But he's, another, he's one of these guys who hits irons off the tee very well. Uh, you know, he, we, we just think of him as a bomber. He's a golfer. He, he moves his golf ball around, and uh, he plays this course strategically. And so, yeah, I mean, if you got to make a pick, not Webb Simpson, then, yeah, I think uh, there's really so many guys who can yeah. do it, you know. But, uh, but Dustin Johnson, is, he's got to be at the top of that list. It's going to be an entertaining weekend coverage beginning on WTOC today around 3 o'clock, and then tomorrow the same thing. Tim and I will be – here at Harbortown for our Around the Green special coming up tonight at 7.30. Lindsey Goff will join us as well, and we'll break down everything from Saturday at Harbortown. Tim, enjoy watching the golf. I'm going to be on the course for the next two days trying to keep up with everything happening, and we'll try to bring it to you live on WTOC from Harbortown Golf Links. For Tim, I'm Jake. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the golf this weekend. It's going to be great as the 52nd RBC Heritage wraps up on Hilton Head. We'll talk to you later.